0: Welcome to The Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Odukoya. I pray this episode blesses you, and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. Father, as we go into a time of your word, I ask, O oh God, that your spirit bring life. I ask, O oh God, that it touches hills and delivers, Father. I ask that they see less of me and all of you in the name of Jesus. I submit myself as a vessel unto your hands, O oh God, like clay in the hands of the potter to mold and to use as you see fit. Holy Spirit will welcome you into this service. I ask you, O oh God, that you make my tongue like that of the pen of the ready writer to inscribe other the hearts and minds and the souls are ready to receive. I ask, O oh God, that your word it be like good. Seed and fall on good soil, may it take root and bring harvest. I come against the devil and his minions whom I try to stop, impede and steal the word, and we command them to go in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for what you have already done. We thank you that in our month of abundant gifts, you are giving gifts to men. I thank you that for somebody here before the end of the service, their testimony is complete in the name of Jesus. I thank you for those who are watching online. Even they, they shall receive their own testimonies in the name of Jesus. Father, we will finish well. Father, we will finish strong. We thank you that you are already in our 2024. You have already gone before us and made the crooked way straight. We thank you that we are already more than conquerors. We know that you have done it. We seal it under your matchless name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. If you believe it, say amen. Amen. If you receive it, shout amen. amen. If you know that God has done it, give God a shout of hallelujah. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, ma'am. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, welcome to church. The wall, the praise, the glory, part two. Um, We started from Joshua, the sixth chapter, and we were talking about the children of Israel going into the promised land. Amen. Amen. And we stopped at verse 2. I'll read 1 to 2 and we'll pick up from there. It says, Now Jericho, a fortified city with high walls, was tightly closed because of the people's fear of the sons of Israel. No one went out or came in. Verse 2, The Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands with its kings and its mighty warriors. Now you shall march around the city, all the men of war, circling the city once, and you shall do this each for six days. And we know how the story goes, that on the seventh day, they blew on the wall, came down. We're not there yet. Where we are right now is verse 2. I want to start from verse 2. It says, See, I have given Jericho into your hand with its kings, And it's strong men. Last week we spoke about walls. Amen? And if you missed last week, please, I strongly suggest that you you go listen to that. We spoke about walls and how walls can be built as a means of protection, but very quickly can become our prisons due to fear. Amen? And we spoke about how doors and access. I'm being thankful for the things that, the doors that sometimes God has closed in our lives. And sometimes closed doors can represent victory, amen? So now verse two talks about the kings and the strongmen. And we said, isn't it interesting that all the while they were going around the walls of Jericho, not one arrow was shot. They had the advantage the, the of, 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 they had the advantage of, of you know, of being fortified. They had height on their side. They could have easily just picked all of them off, but they did not. Not one arrow, not one spear, nothing was shot because the Bible says God told Joshua he had given them their kings and their strongmen. I began to look at it. I saw very quickly. I said a king represents authority while the mighty warriors represents power. There is a difference between authority and power, and a lot of times people interchange both of them, but they are very different. Luke 9 verse 1 uses two of them in the same verse, which shows that there is a difference. Put it on Luke 9 verse 1. Put the NKJV version. It says this. Then he called his 12 disciples, NKJV, together and gave them what? And... Power and authority over all the demons and to cure diseases. So I began to look. To so understand the difference, you must understand what the Hebrew word means. So the Hebrew word for authority means exousia. It is the power of choice, liberty of doing as one pleases. It is the power of influence of, on, and of right. It is a privilege. It is the power to rule. Somebody say power to rule power to rule and govern. It says, it is the power of him who wills and commands and must be submitted to by others and obeyed. He has the right or the ability to rule. When you have authority, you have the right of control. Now, power, the Hebrew word is dunamis. It means strength, power, and ability. Inherent power, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature of which a person or thing exerts and puts forward. So we have the difference between power and authority. Authority is the right to rule, the ability to control. Um, Power is strength, comes innate in the ability of the one or the thing that we're discussing and I began to see there's a difference let me give you practical examples between power and authority I said uh, if you have my bank card you have the power of my account that's power now depending on how heavy your bank account is the power differs if I give you my card and I give you Dangote's card whose card Whose card? There are different levels of power, right? (laughs) But any which way, the card represents the power of my account balance. But you see, the pin is the authority. If you have my card without my pin, it's useless. Right? The pin is the authority to operate the money in my account. Another example is a dog and his master. If you see a dog, now I love dogs and I have I had dogs. I'm going to buy all my dogs back again, but anyways. And the particular breed I, I, I love is the Caucasian Shepherd. They're very huge. They look like lions. That's why I love them. When you see a Caucasian Shepherd, you know, it's the funniest thing. When I used to walk my dogs, people would see me and just cross the street. It's a beautiful thing, you know. Just see you. It's, it's just, it's, I love it. It's just, it's, and I, I, I'll tell you. I was going to tell you a story. I was about to cast myself. Then I caught myself. But I already said I was going to tell you. That's why I said, should I tell them? But anyways, your pastor is, uh, listen, your pastor is a man. Amen. Amen? Can I tell you my story? I'll tell you anyway. So one day I was walking my dog. This, has, this is, again, the focus is dog and master, right? A dog is power. The master is authority because the master controls the dog. That's the point. Don't forget it. Let me tell you my story. So one day I was walking my dog. The dog that I'm so in love with that was of blessed memory now, you know, but in whom I was very well pleased. (laughs) My dog was an extension of me. You know, my dog was very in tune with me, you know, If I got angry, I didn't have to say anything to him. He'll just get angry. I loved it. I'm serious. If I move like this, my dog's like, what's up? I'm like, let's go. So, one day, I was walking my dog, minding my business. How I'm telling you this story, I do not know. And why, I do not know. But I've already started, so I'll, I'll commit to it. I'm walking my dog. Power and authority, that's why. So, I have authority over my dog. I'm walking my dog. And then this man looks as, as we walk by and he says, ah, that dog goes sweet, oh. So I, who have the authority over my dog, stop. And I turn and I walk and say, excuse me, what did you say? I said, I said, excuse me, my dog said, oh. I said, what's up? I said, what did you say? I said, say it again. Again, I've repented now, I'm senior pastor. I won't, I won't do this now, but I already, you know, I said, say it again. He said, no, 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 no. I said, no, no. And my dog, as I was saying, say, my dog was, oh, oh, my power was rapping. I said, calm down. I said, say it again. He said, oh God, I beg. I said, no, 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 don't apologize to me. Apologize. <laughs> Even if you think it, don't say it out. How can you my, my 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 dog? You want to cook my dog. <laughs> so he said I said, no, 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 say it to my dog. And my dog was mouse game, my dog was here. And my dog was quite big. So the guy knelt down and apologized to my dog. And I said, next time, when you think it, don't say it. But the point of the story is power. Thank you very much. So, power is the dog. It has the ability and nature. The authority is the master. And then I wrote down very quickly you can have power without authority, but you can't have authority without power. You can have power without authority, but you cannot have authority. Without power, I wrote down, power, according to physics, is energy over time, so you can develop power. If you put energy into anything over time, over a long period, you will gain power. But you see, power without authority is dangerous. Power without control is a dangerous thing. And authority without power is useless. Again, I'll give you the same example. If I have your card details and your pain without your knowledge. I have stolen your information. That is a dangerous thing. Because now I have control over what, I have the unlimited access or control over your details without the check of control because I stole it from you, right? Or, imagine my dog in whom I was well pleased. If I brought my dog in here, I guarantee you church will clear out in .10 seconds. He was so ferocious that even the vets could not hold him. I was one that had to hold him to give him shots. I had to be the one to hold him. So imagine if I let that dog come in here. That is power without control. That's a dangerous thing. Side note: I wrote: Any leadership that is not submitted to anyone is dangerous. Even Jesus was submitted. So if you find anyone that says, oh, I am power unto myself, I don't answer that to anybody, that's a dangerous thing. Jesus says in the garden, nevertheless, not my will, but your will. And I wrote, authority without power is useless. If I have a pin without a card, what good is that? So I wrote down, I said, I submit to you that power is earned, but authority is given. I'll say that again, power is earned, but authority is given. The more money I earn, the more powerful my bank card. But if I give you authority over my account through power of of attorney, then I've given you authority over my power. Power is earned, authority is given. I wrote this down, a president can earn power of the presidency through an election, but he's only given authority to rule when he's sworn in by the chief justice of the federation. He can win. He has the power. He's the president. But until the president elect, but until he's sworn in, he has no authority to rule. Look at what Matthew twenty-eight eighteen says, speaking about authority. Put it on the board, Amplified Version. He says, Jesus came up and said to them, all authority... Matthew twenty-eight eighteen Amplified. All authority, all power of absolute rule in heaven and on earth has been what? Has been given to me. John 10, 17 to 18. Put this up. I'm talking about authority. John 10, 17 to 18, he says this. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my own life so I may take it back. No one takes it away from me, but I lay it down voluntarily. I am authorized and I have the power, that what is exousia, to lay it down and to give it up. And I am authorized and have power to take it back. This command I have received from my father. Now look at what John 19.11 says, talking about authority being given. Put that up. John 19.11, he says, he's speaking to Pilate when Pilate was telling him that, you know, I have the authority over your life. I can end it now. And this is what he says to him. You have no authority over me at all if it had not been what? Given to you from above. For this reason, the sin and guilt of one who handed me over to you is greater than you. So now we have established that authority is given and that Jesus has authority. Now, let's look at John 1 to 12. John 1 verse 12, sorry. John 1 verse 12, Amplified version. He says, authority has been given. Now, look at this. It says, but to as many as did receive and welcomed him, he gave them the, he gave them the what? The authority to become the privilege to become what? Children of God, that is, to those who believe, adhere to trust in and rely on his name. For anyone who believes the authority that he has, he says he has given it to you. Luke 10:17. I'll show you something else. It says this: Luke 10:17 to 19. Jesus was talking to his disciples. The 70 returned with joy, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. Listen carefully. I have given you what? I have given you authority that you now possess to tread on the serpents and scorpions and the ability to exercise authority over all the power of the enemy and nothing will in any way I found this interesting it says now i have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions but i remember that that was the first thing he gave us in genesis one twenty-eight. put genesis 1:28 he, he 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 blessed them and he said be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over everything that moves over the earth. So now, why is Jesus saying I have now given you authority that you now possess? That is because when sin came into the equation, what happened was man gave away his authority to Satan. And so where he had dominion, when sin came into the mix, that authority was given to the devil. Literally, what man did is sign the power of attorney and said, I will my authority now to the devil. How do I know this? Look at Luke. Luke 4. He's tempting Jesus. This is what the devil says to him. Luke six. Put it up on the screen, amplify version. And the devil said to him, I will give you all this realm and its glory, its power. Now, that word in Hebrew is its authority. It says, I will give you its authority, its renown. Why? Look at the next line. Because it has been handed and I will give it to whoever I wish. So the devil is saying, listen, I have authority now in this realm. Jesus created man and said be fruitful multiply have dominion this is your domain you can't have dominion without a domain this is your domain i have given you authority but sin came in and adam and eve gave that authority over to the devil so he's trying to tempt Jesus listen if you bow to me you see that authority that they gave me i'll give it to you and see this is why We have a lot of powerless Christians. Now, understand that Jesus Christ has died and he has shed his blood. So now there is remission of sin eternally. That price has been paid. So when we sin, it's not that we die. Because spiritually that has been taken care of. But every time we sin, what we do is we yield our authority over to the enemy. And that's why there's a lot of powerless Christians. Because you must understand that in the realms of the spirit, they understand hierarchy and authority. Oh, it's getting really quiet now. They understand hierarchy and authority. Acts 19, 13 to 15. I'll show you what I mean. Acts 19, 13 to 15. Look at what it says. That some of the traveling Jewish exorcists also attempted to call on the name of the Lord, Jesus, over those who had evil spirits, saying, I implore you and solemnly command you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Seven sons, one of them, Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, was doing this. But the evil spirit retorted, I know and recognize and acknowledge Jesus. And I know about Paul. But sir. Excuse me, sir. Who are you? By what authority do you have to stand and say anything to me? And what happened? Go to the next verse. Next verse. Then the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them. And subdued all of them, overpowered them so that they ran out of that house in terror, stripped, naked, and wounded. You see, the principalities and powers understand authority. So if you are you want to delve into spiritual matters, see they will size you up first. By what authority do you will? So if we continue, and that's the problem, when we start playing with sin, we yield authority and then we give it away and then we have to repent and we try to get it back and then we give it away. We have a bunch of weak Christians and the kingdom of God is not of talk. Uh-oh. It's not of talk. So what does a person Who is that one with authority? What does it look like? Remember the Bible says in Luke 9 that he called his disciples and he gave them power and authority. He gave them the rights over demons. He gave them the right over demons. We have authority over demons and principalities and powers. But what does a person with authority look like? Let's put up Matthew 8 on the screen. Matthew 8, 5 to 10 is the story of the centurion. We know it. It says this, As Jesus went into Capernaum, a centurion came up to him begging him for help and saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed with intense and terrible and tormenting pain. Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. But the centurion replied to him, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and my servant will be healed. Why? For I also am a man subject to authority of a higher rank. With soldiers subject to me, and I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he was amazed and said to those who were following him, I tell you truthfully, I have not found such great faith with anyone In Israel, I wrote this down. The first thing you must realize is that because he was a man under authority, he recognized authority when he saw it. Because he was a man under authority, he recognized authority when he saw it. You can never see what you don't recognize and and what you don't see you will never become. I'll say that again. You can never see what you don't recognize, and what you don't see, you will never become. And when I say recognize, I mean by what you have been exposed to. If you have not been exposed to something, you will never recognize it. If you can't recognize it, you won't see it. And if you never see it, you will never become it. Proverbs 10, 20 says, if you walk with the wise, if you expose yourself to wisdom, then you will be wise. If you expose yourself to foolishness, then you will experience harm. If you expose yourself to authority, if you understand what authority means, then you can recognize it when you see it, and if you see it, then you can become it. Second Corinthians 3.18 says this, what do I mean by that? About seeing to become. Second Corinthians three eighteen amplified says this: and we all, with unveiled faces, continually what? Continually seeing as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are progress are progressively being what? Into His image is because we see it, we become it. So he sees it, and he says, Listen, I am a man under authority. And he was confident in his authority because he knew he had the backing of Rome. He says, Because I am a man under authority myself, and I'm backed by the authority of Rome, so when I say one should go, he goes. And when I say one should come, he comes. He knew what his authority was based on. He had the backing of the empire of Rome. And I wrote a question down. What is your authority based on? What is your backing? Sometimes we put authority on our name or our network or our net worth or who we know or who we think we are or what we've accomplished in life. What is your authority based on? 1 Corinthians two. Says this: This is Paul speaking. For I made the decision to know nothing. For I made the decision to know nothing. Put it on the screen. First Corinthians two, verse two, Amplified. I made the decision to know nothing. That is to forego philosophical or theological discussions regarding inconsequential things and opinions. While amongst you, except what? Except what? And him crucified, and the meaning of his redemptive, substitutionary death and resurrection. Look at verse 5. So that your faith will not rest on the wisdom and rhetoric of men, but of what? The power of God. So the only authority we have, the only thing that we know, is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, his redemptive power, his death. His resurrection, that's all we know. That is the authority we have. That is the authority we know. We know that He is the rock that cannot fail. The fact that He died, He resurrected, and He's alive today, that's all we know. That is what our faith rests on. It's the power of God. It's the power of God. Matthew twenty-four thirty-five says this, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. In that scripture, in that verse, when he says, my words, is the logos. My words, the logos. Jesus is the logos of God. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus is, it says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words, me, Jesus Christ, will never pass away. This is who we base our authority on. In John 1, 1 to 5, it says this, in the beginning, before all time, put it on the screen, was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God Himself. He was continually existing in the beginning, co eternally with God. All things, let me say all things. All things were made and came into existence through Him. And without Him, not even one thing was made that had come into being. In Him was life and the power to bestow life, and that life was the light of men. This light shines in darkness, and darkness cannot understand it, or overpower it, or appropriate it, or absorb it, and is unreceptive to it. This is why Jesus was taken aback by the centurion, because what centurion was saying is, I know that you are the Logos, I know that you are your word. I know that you are the manifestation of God living, breathing in flesh. And so if you send your word, it's as good as you going to my house. And so this is why he says, I haven't seen any faith like this. Because the centurion understood that all Jesus had to do was send the Logos. And he knew that his servants would be made whole. You see, when you speak the word, you place a demand on the authority that has already been given to you. When you speak the logos, you speak Jesus, you place a demand on the authority. He said, all authority has been given to me. So when you speak the word, you are speaking the logos of God into that situation. And every time you do, you have the right. Because it has been given to us to command any situation by rights. What do I mean? You place a demand. You speak the word. The woman with the issue of blood placed a demand. It's interesting. Let's go there really quickly. The woman with the issue of blood. It says, and a woman, Luke 8, 43 to 48, talking about placing a demand She says this, a woman had suffered, sorry, it says this, had suffered for hermit for 12 years and had spent all her money on physicians that could not be healed by anyone. Came up behind him and touched the fringe of his outer robe, touched the fringe of his outer robe. You understand that the fringe in Jewish culture, anywhere you saw the fringe or the tassel represented authority. You could tell the rank, the authority of the one who wore the robe by the fringes. So when she touched his outer robe, she touched his authority. And immediately her bleeding stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? While they were denying, Peter said, Master, (laughs) the people are crowding and pushing against you. But Jesus said, someone did touch me. Because I am aware that the power to heal has gone out of me. When the woman saw that she had escaped notice, she came up trembling and fell before him. And she declared in the presence of people the reason why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her, daughter, your what? Your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has made you well. Go in peace, untroubled, undisturbed, well-being. Go in peace. He says your faith has made you whole. She placed a demand. She touched his authority and she activated it. And all of a sudden, because she placed a demand, power left. A lot of times we do not see power in our life because we don't place a demand on the authority that we have. We tolerate a lot of things. And because we tolerate a lot of things, then it continues to exist. She made up in her mind that she was going to touch his authority. She said, if I touch the helm, if I can touch his authority, I will be made whole. Do you not understand that you have the authority of the Lord? Do you not understand that you are a son and daughter? Philippians 2, 9-11 says this. Philippians 2 says, For this reason, also because he obeyed and completely humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and bestowed him on the name which is above every other name. So that what? At the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in submission for those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, that every tongue will confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, the sovereign God, to the glory of the Father. You have the name of Jesus. You have the key that opens every door. You have the logos of God inside of you. You have access to everything that he owns. By right, it is yours. Galatians four. Remember, we read this before. I read it again, one to seven. Now, Galatians four, one to seven. Now, what I mean, Paul is speaking when I talk about children and their guardians is this: as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, even though he is the future owner and master of all estate. But he is under the authority of guardians and household administrators or managers, until the date set by his father when he's of legal age. So also we, whether Jews or Gentiles, when we were children, spiritually immature, were kept like slaves under the elementary man-made religious or philosophical teachings of the world. But when in God's plan, the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the regulations of the law so that he might redeem and liberate those who were under the law that we who believe might be adopted as sons, as God's children, with all the rights as fully grown members of the family. And because you are really his sons, God sent his spirit of his sons into our hearts crying out, Abba Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, also an heir through the gracious act of God. You are a son. You are a daughter. You have the right. You have the authority by adoption to wield the logos of the word of God into any situation. If you enter a bank and I want to access an account and I am not the owner, they will ask me for the power of attorney. By what rights? By what rights can you demand that sickness leaves your body? By the right of the Holy Spirit. By the right of the blood of Jesus. Because his body was broken and his body was broken. His testament of his peace was upon you and by every stripe you are are healed, by what rights do you have to speak to the Because he died and he gave you the mind of Christ. Because in him, you live. In him, you move. In him, you have your being. You have the right. No one can tell you that you are not a son because you have been adopted. I said this all the time, back in the day. No matter the protocol that was existing, I could always walk into my father's office because I have the right as a son. Whatever protocols must be bypassed because you have a right as a son, as a daughter, you have access, you have access. You must understand that the principalities and powers know who you are but if you do not know who you are Galatians says you are as good as a slave even though you are an heir if you do not wield the authority that has been given to you you might as well be a slave on that authority and what the devil does he plays on the fact that most of us don't know who we are he came to Jesus and said I will give you how can you give authority that I gave And the devil, a lot of times he won't, he won't lie, he'll just, he'll just edit. Did God say? Because what he was after was the authority. And he did what he did and we willfully gave it. Do you know how many times we have willfully given authority over to the enemy? I am depressed. I am just broke life is just hard every time you are doing that every time every time you're doing that you are winning your authority every time you play in the grave because see, the devil knows he has no power over you he has no power Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law but what he can do is plant identity crisis so you don't know who you are and if you don't know who you are you're as good as a slave and if you're a slave, then you're not an heir. And then you walk like a slave and you live like a slave and you forget who you are. Do you not know who you are? Do you not know who you are? You are a son. In your father's house, do you ask permission to open the fridge? Do you ask permission to eat? In your house, do you enter. and say... Um you have rights. You have access. He has given you a name that is far above every other name by right, by right, by the virtue of who you are. Do you not know who you are, son of God? Do you not know who you are, daughters of God? You walk into a place and you expect that the ground should yield for you because you are a son, because the earth is the Lord's. And he has given you authority. You walk into a place with an expectation that where you enter, he enters. Because you have a name. Every name is subject to this name. Every name is subject to this name. Every situation is subject to this, situa- to, to, to this name. Every circumstance is subject to this name. Sickness has a name. Depression has a name. Everything you will deal with has a name. And he has given you a name that is far above every other name. But he said, not only that, but at the mention of this name, every knee must bow. It's like going through life having a blank check. For everything that you will need, he's given it to you. You have authority. Do not allow the devil lie. Keep still, keep you in a place where you do not know who you are. Because if he can get you questioning who you are, he can subjugate your authority. You are a son, you are a daughter. You are a son, you are a daughter of God. You are a son. You are a daughter. There is nothing that you can do that will stop you from being a son. There is nothing that you will do that will stop you from being a daughter. And because you, are, you have the last name Christ, everything you do, everything you are, everything that you will ever face, you have the backing of Christ. You've been adopted. Your last name is Christ. In this country, they ask you, who is your father? Who is your mother? Who who, who are you, please? I have a father that is above every father. I have a father who owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hills. And he has given me everything. Everything is at your disposal. But you must remember you have authority. Authority Has been given It is time you begin to place A demand on the authority of, That he has given you Place a demand On the authority That he has given you Place a demand On the authority That he has given you If it's sickness Place a demand On the authority That he has given you Whatever the situation is Place a demand On the authority In the name That is above Every other name The word That cannot fail. The word that, is, that will never pass away. That is the name that you speak. That is the name that you call. That is the name that you will. That is the name that you hold. That is the name that you fight with. When you wake up, it's the name. When you go to sleep, it's the name. Where things are going good, it's the name. Where things are going bad, it's the name. The name of Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And it never loses its power it never loses his power. It never loses his power. It never loses his power. You have the name. You have the name. You need to walk like you have the name. You have to talk like you have the name. It is in him that you live. You live in the name. Everything you do is in the name. You have the name you have the name you have the name do you not know who you are do you not know that you are a son the devil will try to separate you and tell you lies do you not know what you did yesterday yes but I'm still a son Uh, yeah, I'm still a son. You know, I remember when times when my mother would be very upset at me. Even when she was upset, very angry, I'd go and hug her. she said, say, leave me. she said, say, leave me. I'd say, mommy, come. she say, leave me, John. I'd be saying, mommy, come. No, and she's trying very hard to stay upset. But because I know that I'm a son, there's nothing that I will do that will make her stop loving me. He says, listen, do you not realize that nothing can separate you from my love? You never stop being a son. You never stop being a daughter. The Bible says when the prodigal son left, spent his, his, his money on righteous living, the Bible says that when he decided to come to himself and he made his way back home, the father who saw him from afar off Ran to him, put the ring on his finger, signaling authority, put shoes on his feet. The reason why he ran to him because he was always out there looking every day saying, Is this the day that my son will come home? Is this the day that my daughter will come home? Jesus has paid it all. And as he stands, he's asking a question. Is this the day that my son will come home? Is this the day that my daughter will come home? I've done it all. I've paid the price. All that I have is yours, but you need to come home because when you come home, you realize who you are. When you come home, you realize all that I have done. When you come home, you realize that you have the power and the authority to live and do life. You do not have to do life by yourself. I have given you a name. I have given you a name that opens doors. I have given you a name that soothes broken hearts. I have given you a name that navigates storms. I've given you a name, but you need to come home. You need to realize that you are a son and you are a daughter. The Lord bless you. This week, the Lord keep you. This week, God calls his face to shine upon you. This week, the glory of the Lord will announce you. This week, the authority of the Lord will open doors for you. This week, the lines will fall for you in pleasant places. In the name of Jesus. This week, favor goes before you as a shield. In the name of Jesus, blessed are you in the city, blessed are you in the field. Your going in is blessed, your going out is blessed. When you lay your head down is blessed, when you rise up is blessed. In the name of Jesus, everywhere your foot tread upon, he shall give it to you for your possession. In the name of Jesus, he will give you a tongue that cannot be contested. He will give you wisdom more knowledgeable than your teachers You shall be head and never tail You shall be on top and never beneath In the name of Jesus This week the ground yields to you This week the heavens open to you This week we call resources from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west In the name of Jesus When you call one, a thousand will answer In the name of Jesus you shall lend to nations and never borrow In the name of Jesus This week no weapon performed against you Or your household shall prosper In the name of Jesus If they come against you one way They will flee seven ways In the name of Jesus This week those who dare to bless you are blessed But those who dare to curse you are cursed In the name of Jesus Where they have wished good for you Good rest will follow them But when they have wished evil and doubtful for you, they will be caught in their own nets. In the name of Jesus, their ways will be dark and slippery. In the name of Jesus, this week you shall be the glory and the lifter of your head. This week everything you have lost, you shall restore unto you. In the name of Jesus, everywhere you have sown in tears, this week you shall reap in joy. Everywhere there, there has been the garment of heaviness. He substituted it with the garment of praise. In the name of Jesus. This week the Lord's presence shall go before you. He shall make every correct place straight. In the name of Jesus. This week your light will continue to shine. Brighter and brighter. Your gifts shall make room for you. He shall bring you before kings and great men. In the name of Jesus. In a month of abundant gift, this week abundance follows you. You shall have more than enough. In the name of Jesus, this week he will do exceedingly. He will do abundantly. He will do above what you can ask, think or imagine. In the name of Jesus. Surely goodness and mercy shall overtake you this week. In the name of Jesus. You shall continue to grow in favor with God and with man. In the name of Jesus, this week he prepares the table before you in the presence of your enemies. This week he anoints your head with oil and your cup runneth over. Next breaking this week, in the name of Jesus, press down, shake it together, running over shall be your reward. In the name of Jesus, no evil shall see you. No accident shall see you. Untimely death shall not see you. Failure shall not see you. Calamity will not see you. In the name of Jesus. This week you will finish well. In the name of Jesus. From glory to glory. From grace to grace. From strength to strength. And so shall it be. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow liar that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them the snake. Share this episode. God bless you.